The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Meditation scientifically has been proven to help our bodies shut out and zone in. And my sex life is better when I am meditating every day. And that's just a practice that I, but meditation is like brushing my teeth. It has to happen every day. Hello, my half-naked listeners. It's your host, Christine Evangelista. Today's episode is steamy. Please forgive the pun, I will explain. On today's episode, I speak with Valadia Chapman, the creator of Earth Mama Medicine, about all things holistic health and wellness. She offers tons of holistic living practices, including yoni steaming, and I was fascinated to learn about this ancient practice and how helpful it can be for so many things like cramping, irregularity, vaginal dryness, and and even for men, ED. We get into so much great information on this episode, and she gives advice on how to test your microbiome and the one thing you should be doing every day to help with your hormone balance. I love expanding knowledge to include both Eastern and Western practices and learning about daily wellness acts for our overall health and self-care. I am excited to welcome Valadia Chapman to the Half Naked Podcast. Listen up, my cheeky listeners. I want to tell you about a lingerie line I am loving right now called The Under Argument. And now until the end of May, you can get 20% off with code HALFNAKED. Each collection for The Under Argument is an argument against the norm. This female-owned line showcases different types of women in their campaigns with unretouched, unedited images, which I love. And each piece is named and labeled after an empowering quote to remind the wearer to embrace their individuality. A favorite of mine is the long line triangle bra with the high waist brief. The bra is stunning and is perfect for underwear or outerwear. Check out the under argument and for the month of May, you'll get 20% off with code half naked. Valadia, thank you so much for coming on the half naked podcast. I am so interested and what you do. And so much of what I love talking about on the Half Naked Podcast are taboo subjects that we might not be either comfortable asking or maybe just not really informed on. I'd love to start this interview by asking you what I ask everyone when they come on the show. Could you please tell me what kind of underwear you're wearing right now? I gotta be honest, Christine, I'm not wearing Ah! any underwear. (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that. I don't ever wear underwear. Stop it. Unless I'm bleeding, then I'll wear period underwear, but I don't yeah. I don't ever wear it. It's not I don't like it. It feels uncomfortable. Do you wear jeans? I don't wear <laughs> jeans actually. So there's yeah. <laughs> and if I do, I'll throw a thong on. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Let's talk about you. Okay. Let's talk about where you came from, how you got on this journey into wellness and reproductive health and holistic nutrition. I know that we have something in common. I know that we're both actresses. Yes. You are a very successful actress. And then you created this magnificent role called Earth Mama Medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's totally exploded. Just tell me about yourself, please. (laughs) I always had a dream to be on Broadway since I was a child. So I did it my whole life. And then I went to school for it and got a degree in musical theater and thought that was going to be the end all be all 
when I graduated from school, so blessed to have been able to jump right into the industry and was working in Times Square in the Book of Mormon. And that's such a great play. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. Speaking of underwear, I should have worn things because I'm 99% sure I peed myself watching. When the devil came on at the end, I like pissed my pants. It's so inappropriate. It was, I saw it so many times. (laughs) Ah, it was a great play. (laughs) It was so fun to be in. I miss it actually a lot. But yeah, so I worked in in Times Square doing that for a while. And then I transitioned to doing the national tour. And when I was doing the national tour, I was on for about a year. And then we moved to Canada and did the Canadian tour. And I think something switched in me that this was not really the end all be all. A tour was so enjoyable and it was fantastic. But that audience clap at the end of the night was not electrifying me like I thought it was going to electrify me to sustain me long term in this industry. I just felt like I was missing something. And so I was blessed to be able to have attained that dream so young to where I could sort of like, okay, what's happening here? I mean, I was only like, what, 20, 21, maybe 22 when I was working there. And so I think I jumped into a YouTube hole. Isn't that how so many people's lives? (laughs) A YouTube hole of conscious material. You know, I'm watching Joe Dispenza. I'm watching Abraham Hicks. I'm watching Brene Brown. I'm watching people that live these elevated lifestyles. And I definitely wasn't living anywhere near the way that they were living. As a performer, you know, you can go into a destructive hole pretty quickly. And that's the way. Super fast. So the highway to hell. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Especially when you're traveling so frequently. So I guess that's what it was from my own health, wanting to spark an elevation. So I did a year program of holistic nutrition to become certified in that so that I could understand food better. And I I never was grew up with any sort of understanding of taking care of myself with food and anything like that. So I think that was the spark to earth on medicine being created because learning so much about food and what mother earth has to offer us and how healing food and herbs can be. I mean, I'm electrified. I'm talking to all of my grandma and helping her get off her diabetes medications. And, you know, I'm just wanting to reach out to so many people. And then I started to learn about more reproductive health and realized that this is where I'm needed a little bit more instead of food. So I don't talk that much about food anymore because there's so many experts out there. But I do feel like women were constantly contacting me, asking what foods and what herbs should they be using for their reproductive issues. So I thought, okay, so I've tailored it a lot more to reproductive health and awareness for women and girls. And that's sort of where it's merging. We have so much coming up, a podcast. Oh, that's exciting. It's very interesting. And I think going back to your vlog, so much of your success or reason people have been able to really connect with you is because you literally share so much of yourself. You're so open, you're so honest, and it's beautiful. But you're right. There's not a lot of literature. There's certainly not a lot of talks on women's reproductive health, especially for young women yep. in their 20s, 30s, like where we've got a lot of stuff going on and there's we're not talking about it. And I'm very interested in holistic practices and what we should be doing as young women. Yes. I was saying earlier, look, I'm in my 30s. Most of my friends are in our 30s and a lot of us don't have children yet. And there's lots of thoughts and things about that, about freezing eggs and what we could be doing, how to best take care of ourselves. And I have a lot of friends that have been diagnosed with endometriosis. And I know this is something that you talk about also. So I really want to start diving into this as to what you're seeing with young women, what we could be doing that's causing these complications and what can we do 
to help ourselves before we have a problem. Absolutely. It is skyrocketed. You know, I read something the other day that said 50 to 60% of women are on birth control right now in the United States. Over half. That's crazy. I mean, well, they give it, they pop it out. It's And there's no shame. There's no right. shame in birth control. Right. Absolutely. It's just that it's given for to fix things that are not about birth, about pregnancy. If you have acne, they'll give you birth control. And that's insane. It's so true. It's crazy. I agree. I totally agree. So something I, I like to start with, because we can all make this switch starting today, endometriosis. When we have endometriosis, the endometrium of the line, which is the lining of the uterus, it needs to be released properly. And you're having an issue with that when you have endometriosis. It's, it's lined up, it's caked up on the outside, and that's what's giving you insane cramps. Most people that have it have really, really bad cramping, and that's what leads them to medication. Same thing with PCOS. When we have extra lining in the uterus, that is what causes us crazy cramping and lots of issues. Where it's stemmed from is hormonal imbalance. And that's what birth control does. It cuts off the communication between your brain and your reproductive system. That's how it effectively works. Let's cut this off so that this is not no longer communicating. Something that causes our hormones to become a straight and it's so common is fragrance yeah this is heartbreaking because i love fragrance i love perfumes and all the stuff but it is a huge endocrine disruptor toxins in general but i find that women we tend to use you know any of the traditional pantene hair stuff with the fragrance and the perfumes and the all of that stuff no matter how expensive and nice it is it is toxic to our hormonal system. And that is where a lot of it starts. The Febreze, the plugins in your home, oh, yeah. those are two wow. times worse. The air fresheners wow. are. So interesting. If you think about how much you're consuming it on a day-to-day basis, I mean, I'm like walking to my grandmother's house. She's got plugins in every room. She's got spray in the bathroom. She's got Bath and Body Works, which is like that company is, I don't know how much I can say on your podcast. I don't watch it. <laughs> I've really tried to make that switch to less. It's And it's hard, it's man. So hard. Makeup. Makeup, even laundry detergent. You know what I mean? Gosh, we have so much to talk about with that. But this seems to be just the real correlation with women and hormone imbalance and on top of birth control. Yes. Wow. You know, a second one that is very, very important for hormonal imbalance is eating breakfast. And hmm. so many of us are not eating breakfast. Never do. I, <laughs> well, that's not true. I, I juice every morning. I'll have like a juice. Okay. But like I'll have a half of avocado or something. I think that's, I've never been much of a breakfast person, but why is that? And the avocado is good because it's high in fat and fat will help keep your blood sugar stable for longer. The reason why when we wake up in the morning, your hormones are so sensitive because we're, we're doing a very big switch. We're turning down the melatonin. We're raising the cortisol to wake up your body, wake up your digestive system. That's why they, people want you to have warm water with lemon. Let's start waking up. But when we go without eating, our blood sugar drops and that causes excess cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And when we have excess cortisol, all of our other reproductive hormones are like, no crash. And I find in my clients that I personally coach that have PCOS specifically polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is incredibly common right now. I mean, I have so many friends with it. What is that exactly? Is that Polycystic cyst? ovarian syndrome yeah. just means we have a cyst problem. Prostate, yeah. Exactly. I've had a lot of friends with cysts on their ovaries. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so very, common. very painful. And yes, yeah. very painful. So with my clients with PCOS, one of the things that's so simple was getting them to eat breakfast in the morning and you will just be flabbergasted with how 
monumental the switch was, just something like that. And then they're on all these medications and birth control and something as easy as adding some fats in the morning to sustain your blood sugar helps your hormones. I mean, you really think about how everything is connected. So much of our body, our mind, I mean, our gut going into our uterus, of course. And it's really not spoken about a lot. We just keep treating it with different medications and surgery. Yeah. So I'm seeing all over Instagram, the endometriosis operations, you know, all the women have the little scars on their stomach. Yes. This was the catalyst for you to really start talking about reproductive health and herbal nutrition. Mm -hmm. You're also a big advocate for yoni steaming. Yeah. Could you just describe yoni steaming, the process of it and what it does? I'd love to. Yoni is the Sanskrit word for sacred space. Some people would translate it to actual vagina or vulva. I like to use sacred space because it's that whole entire pelvis, everything, that root chakra base in our bodies. And it's an ancient practice. It does not originate in one place. All of our ancestors were steaming their pelvic regions from all over the world. And somehow it got lost in translation because when women were gathering in circle in all traditions, it was always something to be afraid of, like witchcraft type Mm -hmm. of stuff, you know? So a lot of women medicine that's ancient medicine has been banished, but we're bringing it back slowly. People like me and other teachers that are teaching about yoni steaming, but I promise you, your ancestors were probably doing it just like mine were in the islands and mostly for postpartum is where it first was used in most cultures. As soon as a woman had a baby, she would steam and she would steam vigorously with fresh herbs that they grew local or wherever they could find them. But whatever herbs were used, when we sit and squat, well, squatting makes it uncomfortable, (laughs) the only steaming process, but sit over, you know, you get a special seat with a hole in it. I was just going to ask, tell me, it's like, am I getting my clothing steamer? Like, what am I... (laughs) with the hose like just all right yeah really tell me the process okay one yoni steams by attaining some sort of yoni steaming seat there's tons of sellers online you could even use like a a toilet a camping toilet just something that has a hole in it and you would get a burner you don't have to use a burner you can just boil a pot of water and put that underneath I prefer using a burner underneath because it'll keep the steam coming you drop your herbs in and when the herbs or when the steam is a comfortable temperature for you to sit over it, remove your clothing, sit over it. You kind of want to spread your legs open a little bit until you feel the steam coming up and hitting your vulva. And you wrap a little towel or a skirt around you to keep the steam trapped in. And depending on what you are wanting to address, depends on how long you should steam for, but most people should steam 10 to 20 minutes. Steaming before your cycle is wonderful. Most of my clients do that. And most of my customers depend on the steam every month because they steam up for their cycles and their cramps are like so much better. That's amazing. Yeah, because it's bringing circulation to the body. It's bringing blood. And when we bring circulation to any part of our body, it's so healing and therapeutic. And then when you steam after your period, the day after you stop bleeding, now we have this all this steam rising up that's helping your endometrium release the rest of your period, anything that's still left over. So when the next period comes, you're not having to cramp harder to release last month's endometrium. And that's what, when you have a regular steaming process, your cycle is just a blissful time. You're able to actually enjoy it. And then steaming is so helpful for so many other things. Like I said, healing from childbirth, tearing, anything that a woman experienced with that, menopause, dryness. It's great for men, erectile dysfunction, anal health. Like, I mean, really? Cause, yeah, because you increase circulation and bringing that medicine 
also is very beneficial for the male perineum as well, because those oils are releasing through the steam wow. from the herbs. Yeah. That's so interesting. So a man would squat over the yes, the and over the herbs and just let it like kind of reach his anus, perineum, and his penis. Wow. How often do you do it? It depends. Let's say someone is trying to steam to get rid of an infection, UTI, yeast infection, something like that. I would recommend steaming pretty vigorously every day for like seven days. If you're just, yeah, there's different ways. If you're just wanting to have peaceful periods, then I would just do three days before you bleed and three days after you bleed every month. If you're someone that just had a baby, I would do another consecutive like every day for probably two weeks, maybe skip a couple of days in and out. But yeah, it's sort of tailored to the woman or man. And let's talk about the products that you've created, the herbal remedies that you use. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me what this is? And I know you have a big product line and and it's very popular. (laughs) Absolutely. The Yoni Steaming Blend is made up of eight herbs. And I created my blend to be very useful for everyone because my goal is to have separate blends, one for infections, one for older women, one for postpartum. Because every herbs are different for different things. But right now my blend Mm -hmm. is all encompassing. It has herbs that are antibacterial for infections. Like, let me see one. Rosemary is one of those. It's got herbs for moisturization, like calendula. So those are the menopause women or just vaginal dryness, anybody dealing with that. And it's got herbs like red raspberry leaf, which is a uterine tonic. It strengthens the muscles around the uterus, which Mm. is also effective for peaceful cramping. Yeah. So it's just an all-encompassing blend. What I think sets me apart from other brands is the fact that I source my herbs organic only. And you can get on Amazon right now and look up Yoni Steam and find a cheap $6 big old bag of Yoni Steaming herbs. But these are conventionally grown herbs. And we know what happens when things are conventionally grown. They're sprayed so that they are not succumb to pests. But when we steam, everything in that herb is being encompassed into the steam, rising up to uh, be absorbed by a very absorbable part of your body, the vulva. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I think it's open. very, yeah. And so it's and literally open. It's so permeable. <laughs> I mean, have you heard crazy yeah. things of women in prison, like putting alcohol up there so that they can get drunk? Stop <laughs> it. Never heard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's wild, mm-hmm. really, but incredible. What other products do you have that can help women or just people in general that you feel like we don't really know about or we haven't been exposed to? We only have two other products at this moment. So the Yoni Semine Blend is the dry herb blend. An herbal reset tea, which is my first product. That's my labor of love product that when I was living in Harlem, I would make the tea in gallons and deliver it to my all throughout New York City when I first started, which is it's just so precious to think of the story. But now it is a tea that is a root tea, dandelion root, burdock root, sarsaparilla mm-hmm. root. And actually now is the best time to be drinking this sort of tea. This is why in the spring you see dandelion pop up all over your yard. It's mother Mm. nature telling you, hey, this is a liver cleansing plant that you're actually supposed to be taking because springtime is the time to cleanse the liver. We're bouncing into another phase. We're out of hibernation. So my herbal reset tea, it's called the reset tea because it's, it's a good reset. It's got all these detoxifying roots and anybody can take it and drink it one time in the morning, drink it once in the evening and just keep your liver healthy. And then the last product I have is Balance Back. That's my most popular. I restocked hundreds of bottles today and they sold out in five minutes. It is miraculous. That is a alcoholic tincture bottle. 
and it is made with Pau d'Arco, which is an, a very strong antibacterial herb. So I call this my herbal antibiotic, anything you would use an antibiotic for. Any type of infection, you can use that. I mean, I've had women, like one woman who got her nipples pierced and she went through a round of antibiotics because they got infected three times. She went to the doctor for three rounds of antibiotics, wrecking her whole no, system. Like gut, totally. Yeah, wrecked. And then she tried Balance Back, my product, and her nipples were healed. <laughs> this is fascinating. And I think so much, going the teas too. I mean, how many, I have it myself, like massive digestive issues. Yeah. Like I've had SIBO, I've treated that holistically with diet and certain supplements, but most people take antibiotics, but you have all these things that are causing so much bloating and constipation and just, just tension throughout your body. And I'm sure a lot of it's mental stress, environmental things, yes. but what could we be doing? The tea, I bet the dandelion tea is remarkable mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, it, it wow. is. And you know, the balance back, this is, I market it as an herb antibiotic a lot, but I've just sent out a, an email explaining to customers that this can also be used for people that don't have an infection. Pau d'Arco has an affinity for killing fungus in the body. And do you know, probably over 80% of the American population right now has a candida overgrowth. Yeah, oh, totally. You go to Erwan grocery store and there's food for people with high levels of candida. Yep. I mean, it was only recently that I even learned the word candida, but now it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere for a reason. Um, wellness you know, companies are picking up on. This is a huge problem that actually people are getting diagnosed with things that they don't even need to have if they were just to address the candida. We're supposed to have candida fungus in our body. It lives in places mm -hmm. like our toes, places you get infections, your vagina, your armpits, mm -hmm. you know, all different places. But we just get out of balance by having too much sugar, which 90% of us are having too much sugar because what is it recommended? Like 20 grams a day, <laughs> you get that mm -hmm. in one drink. Too much sugar, stress, will throw your hormones off so your body can't process the sugar correctly, which we're all stressed. So many things can start candida. So this product, Balance Back, Pau d'Arco, really goes at it. And I've had customers that are with candida that are bouncing back. And I was wondering why so many people were emailing me saying it fixed their acne when really this is supposed to be like for infections. But that is what acne is. It's a fungal infection. Totally. It's saying that there's something wrong going on in here. Exactly. We're not really given a lot of hormonal, I think there's hormone tests. We go to the GYN supposedly once a year for a pap smear, but it's not really getting in there. And they don't even no test yeah. No, I know. <laughs> and all of these things, whether it's candida or acne, or all, these are all massive indicators. What are some other indicators that we should be looking for, like within our bodies that really tell us that there's a problem with women, especially? Favorite thing to recommend to everyone, and unfortunately it's something you have to pay for, so it's not for everyone, but is a microbiome test. Because the human microbiome, the gut microbiome is like a fingerprint. Only one person has your fingerprint. I am the only one with my microbiome. This is why we can't one diet fits all. Not everybody can be vegan, not everybody can be keto, paleo, da 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 da, because we all have different microbiomes, what works for us. So, what I just dream and fantasize about is that when testing your microbiome becomes a part of the medical, I mean, that's just basic. When, some, when anyone comes in, blood tests are cute. But microbiome tests will tell you broccoli reacts well in your stomach, coffee doesn't. I mean, when I get my microbiome tested every three months, 
from a company called Viome, if anyone's looking. it's I did that. Oh. A few years ago, like it literally just came out. Mm -hmm. And I know it's grown so much since then. And I, I love that you've been doing it every three months because I feel like I need to get back on that. But I was blown away by it said, like the things that I should be eating, avoiding. It was great. And like they kept updating it on my phone. I love it. It's such a great service. And it wasn't that expensive. It's worth it to me because it tells you what your strength foods are, what your weak foods are. It's going to test all of these molecules against your specific bacterial balance. And when you eat and behave according to your microbiome, oh my God, you're smooth sailing. So many issues start to be eradicated because the gut is the foundation for our health. It's the foundation for our mental health, for our hormonal health. I wish it's something that they offer in doctor's offices. Me too. Yeah, it's such a shame that they don't. But I think the more that we talk about it and companies like Biome exist, that we could, you know, just make it more accessible to people because we have to be testing these things. And it's all preventative. Yeah. That's the thing that I, blows my mind. Why aren't we doing this at the beginning? What are some other preventative, or I should say just wellness things that you like to do, or you suggest somebody that's a woman that's in her mid twenties, mm -hmm. you know, where her body's starting to change a bit more. What do you suggest for us to do? Mm. Well, I'm a basic type of girl. I like to stick to the basics because we can get caught up in wellness with the herbs and the things that you are to buy and to start to change about yourself. But something as basic as water is things that every time I have a client, I'm asking them how much water they're drinking and they're not drinking enough water. Nobody That's drinks enough so water. basic. Do you know that the first organ, when we become dehydrated, which is very easy, the first organ our body starts to pull water from so that it can function in the, in the digestive system is your brain. And now when we are lacking brain function, we're getting foggy, we're getting stressed more, we, it's hard to focus, it's hard to make decisions. I mean, hydration is number one, making sure that you're drinking enough water, clean water not the water that comes out of your sink in a regular New York City apartment full of toxins. Yeah, Unfortunately, plastic. Pla microplastics, fluoride that's busting your brain open. I mean, don't get me started on the water. I can go on a long rant with that. And it's not accessible to everyone to get clean filtered water. I understand that, but we, you know, we, tr we try our best. And movement, a 30 minute walk a day will change so much about our cells and our bodies. There's been tons and tons of medical studies on what a 30 minute walk does every single day for a human being. Battling anxiety, battling depression, battling, I mean, it's automatically going to have your body help burn fat if you're dealing with that, weight loss issues. I mean, I like to stick to the basics. Every time I have a client, we do the basics and their lives change. Mm -hmm. Doesn't You don't need a lot of frilly stuff. That's beautiful. You go to CVS, you go to Walgreens and there's all these products for everything. I really wanna talk about tampons and underwear with you. At the start of this conversation, you started telling me you are as free as a bird. You're not wearing any underwear. And I think that's great. And I totally understand why. What do you recommend for people that do want to wear underwear? Organic cotton is what we all strive for. And it might not be in everyone's budget, so that's fine. But I really, really hope for most women to not wear the nylon, polyester, spandex type of underwear. And if you are, it's got to be loose, girl, because if it's tight mm -hmm. against you, and you're wearing it for longer than like two hours, it's gonna start causing issues. Cause like I said, that candida fungus that lives in our vagina needs air to breathe. It needs to be open. And when we're packing it in and leaving it like that, it's breeding, it's breeding, it's breeding, it's starting 
all sorts of problems that you don't want. <laughs> and some people get lucky. I mean, I know women that they don't follow that and they're fine, but you know, I'm sensitive in that way. I mean, just cotton, breathable underwear, organic cotton is prime because cotton is such a mass produced plant that it is constantly sprayed. And that does travel into the underwear. And when it gets into our warm, hot area of your genitals, those toxins are going to leach out into that sacred space. So that's just the reality of it. But I know some of our favorite, you know, lingerie, beautiful stuff is not going to be organic cotton. So then my advice for that is just to not wear it long. You know, once you Mm -hmm. win something for an hour, two hours and you sweaty, just, you know. (laughs) Alpha change. Yeah, it's true. Now, tampons. Mm. How do you feel about tampons? Because even I went into the store recently and I saw that, you know, CVS started to sell organic tampons. Again, I don't know too much about it. Like how organic is the organic? Mm -hmm. You know, what's organic? You know, a lot of them still have plastic applicators. What do you use? I don't use tampons at all. I always use my period underwear, even if I wear a thong one that needs to be more hidden. I wear the thong ones that they have because I totally don't desire to have it packed in. It doesn't feel comfortable to me, but I understand the convenience of a tampon 100%. Depending on what you're wearing and what you're doing, I get it. And if I do have to wear one, I don't think I have any, but if I had to source some and get some, it would be organic and bleach free because organic is the selling word but the bleach is still just as toxic as some of the pesticides. So you want to make sure that it's bleach free as well. Yeah, I guess that's probably as best as I would go for the mm-hmm. tampon situation. They're not all bad, but I just personally, we have to make sure we're changing them. Like I, I wouldn't go past two hours. I think the tampon wow. companies recommend like eight or something like that. Yeah, six or eight or something like that. I wouldn't that's do interesting. that. interesting. Yeah, because let it flow. The blood is coming down and yes. it's soaking in there. And that blood is meant to be released. Yeah. It's got things that your body physically and energetically, if you want to get woo-woo with it spiritually, are supposed to be released. So when we pack it in, it's personally for me, feels like it's just not what I, yeah, it's not. It's true. I really, I try not to sleep in a tampon. I mean, I'll sleep with the pad. And again, I'm really trying to get the cleaner pads cotton Yeah, because the same. Also, my cycle has changed so much. I am not on birth control, but I do have the IUD. Mm -hmm. I have the copper IUD. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. And I don't know if it's just from that or the fact that I'm in my mid-30s, that it's heavy, especially the first three days, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I can't even wear just a tampon at night. I don't want to, but yeah. how do you feel about the copper IUD? Be honest. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it only because copper, when it reaches yeah. a certain temperature, it becomes toxic. So when we're going above 80 degrees for copper, which you know, our bodies are at what? 98? I run hot. Yeah. We've got a toxic situation. There is such thing as copper toxicity. And you see what happens. Copper is a very active mineral. It changes. You know, you see a penny, it turns green in two seconds. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I'm not, I don't want to scare you, but I just, when they first came out, I was so confused at how this past studies or, or, or how it got approved to put copper in your body for a long period of time. Years. It's a They said 10, 10, someone told me 12. I think that's way too long to have that metal in your body. Totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. You mentioned woo-woo. I want to talk just about like that energy. What can we do to improve our own sexual health that's just, you know, self-induced, like within our own minds Mm. and our own focus? Oh, that's a deep one. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really deep one. And I wouldn't even say that I... I'm a professional on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I've got my sex therapist that I listen to to try to get it popping. 
But you have a sex therapist that you listen to? Yeah, Juliet Allen. I love her. She's okay. a woman that is based in the UK, but she's got programs and podcasts and oh, she's spicy and she knows it. And she helps you with or I just like listening. I don't know her personally or like speak to her. I just like listening to her content because she's great. But I would say that back to the basics, like I like to go, meditation scientifically has been proven to help our bodies shut out and zone in. And my sex life is better when I am meditating every day. And that's just a practice that I, but meditation is like brushing my teeth. It has to happen every day. But when I'm not, you can start to feel yourself getting out or, or being on autopilot. And when we're on autopilot, we're living life as a habit. We're not living life co-creating. We're letting life happen to us. And that's what happens in the bedroom. Our minds are astray and we're kind of letting it happen to us instead of creating what we want. Maybe not. I don't know if I fully agree with what I just said, because maybe not all women are like that. The way that we get aroused is by circulation being brought to the clitoris. Blood. The same way that a man gets hard is because blood is being increased. Circulation is being increased. His penis gets hard because it's full of blood. Our clitorises get hard, expand. We're, we're ready for an orgasm when our clitorises are full of blood, the entire clitoris. Yoni steaming increases circulation. And so many women have improved sex lives when they increase the circulation down there through yoni steaming. So I'm just, that's a, that's a shameless steaming plug. <laughs> you have sold me on the yoni steaming. Girl. I'm so excited to try it. I have to try your herbs. Speaking of, how often do you restock? When is your next shipment? And how could we get you to a place where this is where this is like on the go? Because it seems like, I mean, it's ridiculously popular. It is. And that, that is a beautiful blessing to have. I'm talking with a manufacturing studio right now that we don't even know how much to quote me because I'm only able to make like 500 products a week, if that. And when I restock them, they're gone in an hour. So I don't even know how much to order, how many units, 10,000, 100,000, you know, but we will figure out where to start. Yeah. Do I have any you. investors listening out there? <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. You want to jump on in where I would love to have a conversation, but I guess we are trying to restock once a week. We're not there yet. We're more about three restocks a month, sometimes two, because we just had a baby. It's just me and my fiance here. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, she's 10 months old. Oh my. It still feels new. That's still, yeah. that's still new. How, oh my God, God bless. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. Thank you. How has motherhood been? What has it taught you? I mean, I could ask you so many questions. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world. It really so. is. It's, it's changed me. Aura, my daughter, she's 10 months old now and she was a surprise. <laughs> really? Yes. A surprise that we welcomed and embraced, of course. She's definitely thrown my life for a loop, especially because our business is, is in this big transition of moving into a larger scale and she demands my presence constantly. And so I have to increase my self-care because if I don't, I can't be there for her and the business and the house and the husband and the, all the other stuff. And that's what she teaches me. She teaches me how important it is to keep myself grounded. I've never had anxiety like I had since becoming a mother. I was someone that never really dealt with it, but after I had her, whoa, I mean, Anxiety about my motherhood, anxiety about my body, anxiety about my relationship, about her health. Can I keep her alive? Now she's walking. She's banging her head into stuff. Like, you know, it's it's constant. Oh God, so much self-work has to happen for me to get up every day. I understand. I mean, I have terrible anxiety baseline. So I imagine, you know, worrying about a child and being responsible for them and having anything be because of you in any capacity is absolutely terrifying. It is. How do you manage and cope with that? 
Well, definitely a regular meditation schedule. Yeah. Friends, mom friends. Yeah. There's a reason why mom Community, groups right? exist because you to talk about this shit. <laughs> I say it all the time. The phrase, it takes a village is a real thing because it takes a village. It does. Everything does. Relationships do. Having children. And, and I miss that. I want people to really get back to that and understanding that it does take a village. Yes. We need each other. Yes. And that's why 80% of postpartum depressed women don't wow. have the proper support. Wow. It's because we're doing this by ourselves. Or we're doing this with just a husband who's also going to work and coming back or just a partner who, I mean, we're supposed to have women in our circle, the grandmas, the aunts that are taking the baby while I take a shower, while I eat, while I'm doing this. Yeah, definitely. I never fully let that phrase sink in until I had a child myself yeah. on how important yeah. it is to have the support system around you. So, and then having a pandemic baby was a whole nother loop, but. <laughs> wild, wild. <laughs> we're making yeah. it. Yes, you are. You're, you're really making it yeah, happen. Yeah. I know you talked a bit about postpartum, but during pregnancy, what do you recommend for women to do to, you know, take care of themselves down there, sexual health overall? And what did you do yeah. to really help? Yoni steaming can be done while you're pregnant at the 38 week mark. It shouldn't be done okay. any time before that. But oh, the 38 week mark, it's a wonderful labor preparation. It's going to increase mm -hmm. circulation down there. It's going to help lubricate everything and strengthen the uterus so that it can do its job and getting that baby down. But maybe before then, the only thing I was doing was eating a high nu nutritive diet. I think the prenatal game is it's dodgy because a lot of it is formulated so incorrectly. 90% of them on the market that you get in a regular grocery store are not what I would recommend to anyone that I'm coaching or advising. So yeah, eating a high nutritive diet, having herbal infusions. There we go. That's the one thing I would tell a woman is drink herbal infusions because our bodies mm. recognize herbs, not that same way that they try and recognize a pill that's right. been synthesized for your body. Totally. Our bodies recognize herbs. So something that I would drink a lot, two things, oat straw and nettle. Nettle is highly, it's got all the minerals, all the vitamins, and your body's going to soak it right up. It doesn't taste very good. It tastes kind of like earth, but you know, That's we good. get through it and you can get these herbs on any <laughs> herbal website, you know, mountain rose herbs, starwestbotanicals.com. There's, you just do a quick Google search and get you a packet of it. I've got a video on YouTube on how to make herbal infusions and there's tons of other people online you know, educating you on that. And I would drink probably every other day instead of taking a prenatal. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Taking a little bit of red raspberry leaf towards the end, probably the same time you start yoni steaming to increase your uterine strength so that your contractions are effective every time you have one. That's so interesting. I thought it was really great advice. Yeah. Did you keep and use your placenta? Yeah, it's actually in the freezer now because for Aura's first birthday, which is in May, we'll do a ceremony and plant it. You don't ingest it? You know, some people make it into pills. Yeah, some people do ingest it. I chose not to ingest mine. I just mm -hmm. chose to, yeah, keep it. There's just something called to me to actually plant it instead of eat it. <laughs> I'm so grateful for people like you that are, you know, young, vibrant women sharing your knowledge and wealth and like just these ancient practices that have been around for centuries, centuries, yeah. civilization. I'm just so happy to spread your mission and I'm so grateful to have met you. I'm grateful too, this was awesome. I cannot wait to Yoni Steam. <laughs> it's time for our closing segment. Let's keep it brief. I think with you, I wanna talk about sexual health as it relates to food supplements or even like sex toys, I'll say. So I'm just gonna name a scenario that can attribute to 
a certain thing like a low sex drive. And I want you to tell me what you recommend for that scenario. So for someone that's experiencing <laughs> low energy or lethargic. I would say double your hydration because that's how the body needs hydration to make energy. And I would say blood sugar stabilization because that's when it drops is when we lose energy. So eating fats, not being afraid of fats. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. If you're bloated. Ooh, bloated, cut back on the fiber, cut back on the leafy greens, the brassicas, cauliflower, broccolis type of stuff. Chew your food, 35 chomps per bite. And that's so hard. We it's usually do so like six. hard. <laughs> There's this place I would go to over in, um, in California and they would just have you sit and chew your food. I remember I went to my first colonic and as you're watching everything go through, which is very exciting. Yep. <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, I see whole pieces of food. She's like, do you not chew anything? Like you could see the broccoli, like you could see like the just fully formed things. Yes. <laughs> And that's why bloating occurs because your body is releasing all these gases trying to break down the food. So a a really easy fix is chewing. It's so boring to chew that long, but it is. Works. Okay. Vaginal dryness. Yoni steaming. Mm -hmm. Bored or just kind of repetitious sexual activity. So many answers to this one. Good. (laughs) Okay. I can only speak from personal experience. Sex games. Mm. There's so many board games and sex games out there that spice up and give you all sorts of crazy ideas. Sex podcasts. Mm-hmm. The last one is going out. Chris Rock has a funny standup that he said, if you're not fucking and going out, you're suffering mm-hmm. as a couple. Mm-hmm. For me and my partner, when we get out of the house and we do things and we hang out with other couples, mm-hmm. our sex life is always expanded because I don't really know what it is. I don't know what the answer that is. That makes total sense. Going out, just going out. Yeah, yeah. totally exciting. You know, seeing Having each other in social situations. Right. There's a spark that happens. Yep. Yeah. And you get to see them navigate certain situations. It's like a total turn on a lot of the time. Yep. I think that's really Absolutely. true. And I think that's really good advice. And I did not expect you to say that. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. This is great. Okay. And the last question I'm going to ask you is what is your favorite song to dance in your underwear? But in your case, what is your (laughs) song to just in your birthday suit? (laughs) Oh my God. Favorite song questions always make me so intimidated because it could be a song. Will you sing? I do sing girl, but you know, you don't, you're going to tell me you don't walk around your house singing your song, just all commando. You don't do it? Come on. You're a performer. I do. I do. Yeah. I guess, okay. I don't know about favorite song. The latest song that I've been singing around the house with the boobies and the good stuff out is the jazz, latest Jasmine Sullivan album. She could sing. And I love a good queen that can riff all up and down the scales. And her latest song called Pick Up Your Feelings is so good. Everybody listen to it. I mean, she's singing effortlessly like, oh, it's delicious. I love that. That's awesome. And you said that you're going to be singing on some um, on in your videos. Is this true? I, I read that. Well, I just miss using mm-hmm. my voice yeah. to I just miss sharing. So my partner, he went to school for audio engineering. So we're getting ready to build a studio here and actually start making music and for no expectations, just for fun and to share music. He's an amazing lyricist. He writes music for himself. And so, yeah, at some point it's intimidating and scary because I haven't done it in a while, but we're going to jump out and start sharing some music. Yeah. I mean, you're fearless. I mean, if anybody can, you can look at, look at everything that you've built. Again, I'm so grateful for this conversation, for everything that you've taught me. 
You taught me so much throughout this talk, and I will think of you every time I, I steam. <laughs> <laughs> I got herbs on the way, girl. I can't wait. But seriously, thank you. Before we go, could you please tell all my listeners where they could find you, watch your videos, and reach out to you? Yes. If you do a Google search for Earth Mama Medicine, I'm pretty sure you'll find every corner of the internet that I am mm -hmm. on. Yes. I'm on YouTube as Earth Mama Medicine. Everything is Earth Mama Medicine except for my website, which is Earth Ma, M A Medicine. And yeah, that's where I am. Well, thank you so much, Valadia, for coming on the show. And I will be in touch with you for some herbs. <laughs> thank you, Christine. Thanks so much for listening to this steamy episode. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast today. If you've ever tried Yoni steaming, or if you plan to, let me know about it. You could find Valadia and all of her holistic lifestyle teachings at Earth Mama Medicine. And as always, you could find us at Half Naked Podcast. Give us a follow to catch all of our guest recommendations and tips from the show. And until next week, stay cheeky, my friends.